Today on the newscast, Saudis under siege. Find out how Iran's targeting of Saudi Arabia's oil facilities could have a major impact on your wallet. What happens in the Middle East does not stay in the Middle East. Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. The repercussions are already being felt from that Iran-backed Houthi rebel attack against Saudi Arabia's oil facilities this past weekend. Just to review, on Sunday, March 7th, the Houthi rebels, with the full backing and direction of the Iranian regime, sent 14 attack drones and eight ballistic missiles uh, to target Saudi Arabia's Ras Tanura oil processing facility. Now, two things to know here. Number one, Ras Tanura is one of the world's largest oil processing facilities, a major target. And number two, most of Saudi Arabia's oil is in the eastern half of Saudi Arabia, uh, right along the Persian Gulf, by the way, just across the Gulf from Iran. So the drones, the ballistic missiles were sent by the Houthis. Thankfully, according to Saudi officials, uh, most of the drones and the missiles were taken out before they were able to hit their targets. There was no major damage, again, according to Saudi officials. But I mentioned the repercussions. What was the immediate repercussion for the world, not just for Saudi Arabia? Well, the price of Brent crude oil increased to over $70 per barrel for the first time since January 2020. Folks, there can be some major economic implications if Iran, through its proxies and perhaps directly, continues to target Saudi Arabia's oil facilities. Now, a bit more background on this attack. Sunday, January, or I'm sorry, March 7th, this past weekend, the Houthis did claim responsibility for the attack. Again, a hybrid attack involving ballistic missiles and drones targeting Ras Tanura, also targeted a residential facility uh, of the Saudi Aramco, that's the state oil company there. Residential, meaning civilians, intentionally target that facility as well. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Also, the Houthis targeted three separate Saudi cities, uh, military targets, according to them, in these three separate uh, cities in the eastern half of Saudi Arabia as well. So this was a major, major onslaught. I said at the top of the newscast, Saudi Arabia under siege. And folks, I did not exaggerate. This is happening now practically every day. Drones and ballistic missiles being fired out of Yemen, again, just south of Saudi Arabia, at targets throughout the Saudi kingdom. Not only oil processing facilities now, which is obviously a major escalation for the world with global implications economically and for your wallet, but also against airports in Saudi Arabia, against civilian targets, against the Saudi capital of Riyadh. Just last weekend, we saw a drone attack uh, or missiles fired, I'm sorry, against Riyadh, which followed a drone attack against the Saudi royal palace in Riyadh. So what we have right now is a situation where the Houthis are creating almost a Gaza southern Israel type situation every single day firing rockets at Saudi Arabia. I mentioned the Gaza southern Israel situation because there have been points over the past 12 years or so where on a practically daily basis Hamas and other terror groups in Gaza, by the way, also backed by Iran, surprise, surprise, 
have carried out steady daily barrages of rockets against Israel, and Saudi Arabia now finds itself in a similar situation, in my view. These missiles and drones that the Houthis are using on a daily basis, they're not appearing out of thin air. They're supplied by someone. The Houthis don't have the know-how technologically to develop these on their own. They are supplied by the Iranian regime. They're being smuggled into Yemen, into the hands of these Houthi rebels, and they are using them, folks, not only to target now oil facilities. Uh, hey, gas prices are already on the rise here in the United States, where I'm coming to you from. Imagine if there's a major, God forbid, attack that takes a good deal of Saudi Arabia's oil offline, that is a game changer for the world. Hey, I rewind to September 2019. The attack on March 7th was not the first go-round here. Uh, in September 2019, there was an attack against another Saudi oil processing facility called Abqaiq. Uh, at that time, some 6% of the world's oil produ production was taken offline for several hours when that facility was attacked by, again, that hybrid model, drones and ballistic missiles. Now, the Houthis claimed responsibility for that as well, again, about a year and a half ago, but Saudi officials insist to this day that those missiles and drones in that September 2019 attack came directly from Iran. So very interesting there. What we have right now is clearly the Iranian regime uh, upping its game, I guess you would say, and escalating things. I mentioned the Houthis, and I was about to share some info that's very relevant about them. Uh, I mentioned, number one, yes, an Iranian proxy. Uh, they've conquered a large area, in particular, of western and northern Yemen, and they are on the offensive right now, by the way, trying to seize more territory. But I think I don't need to share too much about them, folks. We've done it on previous newscasts, but know this about them. This pretty, pretty much sums it up. Their slogan is... Allah is greatest, death to America, death to Israel, curses to the Jews, and victory to Islam. That is the slogan, the official slogan of the Houthi movement. Death to America, death to Israel, a curse on the Jews. So they don't seem like reasonable chaps who you can come to the negotiating table with, at least not at this point. But the Biden administration, what's the reaction here, okay? How are they reacting to all of this? As I mentioned, look, U.S. gas prices could be severely impacted by this if this continues in Saudi Arabia and if, God forbid, there is that successful attack against those oil facilities in the future. Certainly, Iran and its proxies have the intent to do just that. The Biden administration, to my mind, folks, has made all the wrong moves thus far since he came to office on January 20th. One of the first things that he did, Joe Biden and his administration, was they removed the Houthis from the terrorist list. Now, right before leaving office, the Trump administration had designated the Houthis as a specially designated terrorist organization. And rightly so, of course. The Biden administration, shortly after it came into office, removed that terrorist designation. And that sent a message to the Houthis that, hey, we're going to have a field day now. Appeasement only brings aggression in the Middle East. The Houthis did not suddenly lay down their arms and change their spots. No, they went on the offensive trying to seize more territory. And obviously, as we've laid out here today, practically every day firing missiles and sending attack drones 
against Saudi Arabia. So the removal of that terrorist designation was a big, big mistake. Biden did it as a nod to Iran, saying, hey, we're going to back off. We'll back off your proxy, the Houthis, in Yemen. And the response has been missiles against Saudi Arabia and rockets against U.S. personnel in Iraq. Some gratitude from the Iranian regime, but that's about what you would expect, right? The second big mistake that the Biden White House is making in terms of the Houthis in Yemen and the Saudis is its choice to pressure the Saudi government to apparently transform overnight into some sort of Jeffersonian democracy and paragon of human rights. Folks, that's not going to happen, at least in the short term. Uh, the Saudis, particularly the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, have taken steps uh, to slowly transform that country over the past few years, but it's not going to happen overnight. And right now, there are bigger fish to fry, in my view, namely Iran's march across the region. Yet the Biden administration has stopped any arms sales to Saudi Arabia or put a freeze on them. Also has said, look, we're going to stop backing the coalition campaign against the Houthis. That coalition includes Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and the United Arab Emirates. They have all gone against the Houthis in Yemen over the past six years or so. The Biden administration has ceased any support for that, basically sending all the wrong signals uh, to the Iranian regime, a signal of daylight between the United States and Saudi Arabia, not to mention daylight between Israel and the United States when it takes nearly a month for the president of the United States to call the prime minister of Israel. Folks, look, Iran is watching all of this very closely. It's picking up the signals. It sees right now a rupture in the relationship between Saudi Arabia and the United States, just as missiles are raining down on Saudi oil facilities. Talk about poor timing by the Biden White House to pick this fight with the Saudis. And by the way, to not hammer Iran over its human rights record. Now, apparently, a State Department representative, a special envoy to Yemen, has already met with representatives from the Houthi movement. We will see what happens there. Could it be linked uh, in the long run to the desire of the Biden White House to re-enter those disastrous Iran nuclear talks, to re-enter the Iran nuclear deal? Could the Houthis be part of that package, some kind of grand bargain? Who knows? But I am expecting the worst. I hate to say it in terms of what I've seen so far from this White House and how they are operating. Now, we always like to leave you here in the Watchman newscast with some words of encouragement. Today, I'm thinking about the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10, which says, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Folks, we live in perilous times, no doubt. I also believe that these are Bible times, and oil and gas prices can soar through the roof, but I will still have the peace that surpasses all understanding because I will be strong in the Lord. I know that he will never leave me or forsake me, so be encouraged. The walls can come crashing down all around us, but God Almighty still sits on the throne and he has your back, so be strong in him. Thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.